0: to connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, COVID edition.
1: See, I was going to say that because we've gotten a lot of callers saying that they want to hear more more of me talking than you talking.
0: That's not true. No one's ever said that. I've gotten a
1: lot of comments. From, of that,
0: Can you read one? Can you look it up on your phone?
1: Not right now, I can't, but...
0: I feel like you're lying, but why don't you go ahead and do the intro?
1: Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
0: COVID edition. We're both strongly COVID positive right now. Uh, extremely simpl- symptomatic. No. And our producer is here, um, maskless, and uh, we just shared a hookah.
1: Got COVID.
0: You got it, hun. After all this time and after all this... Fear and worry. You were the one that got infected, not me. You That's infected true. me. You got me sick.
1: And our child.
0: And our child. Our unvaccinated child.
1: And everybody had about a three-day sickness.
0: Uh, well, here, l- well, let's go through it. I mean, this it was very... We, I have some thoughts. Um, I have some, some thoughts about COVID now. I'm
1: uh, definitely no longer afraid of COVID.
0: Well, there is that. Uh, now, listen. Uh, and I
1: think I'm going to devote very little of my mental energy towards it
0: whoa that's going to change the topic of this podcast in a very (laughs) significant way um here here's here's what i I, i'll I'll save my big thoughts for the end but um we went on the road for the first time in a mother freaking year natasha who, who barely wants to tour with me anymore came on the road we had a we had a thursday night show
1: I was feeling like kind of like I was gonna be like I was really tired the night before.
0: She had a cold, and we no, I
1: had a light cough, and I thought it was from ripping a
0: joint. And we tested, we tested before we flew, negative, right? We tested before we flew, negative. Here's realization number one: testing is useless. Mm. You're coughing, you have symptoms, and you swab that put that yeah does right. it
1: i tested and i was like oh i don't have covid
0: i mean it's not useless did you get horny were you sexually gratified from the test yeah obviously when you put that swab in your nose yeah you, you do have a little bit of a cum but it te- we tested negative flew to austin did our show natasha's on stage riffing about how she has a cold not covet i come on stage And I go and I start joking around with the audience going, ha ha ha. Did Natasha say she was COVID negative? She's such a kidder. She's performing in front of you with full blown COVID. Ha 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 ha. I felt bad about that. How about?
1: Do you feel bad that when I uh, went into the green room to say hi to one of our friends who was headlining the theater next door and I gave her COVID?
0: We did give some friends COVID. (laughs) That did happen.
1: That is horrible.
0: We did give some friends COVID.
1: Testing is dumb. Because if I would have just been smart, I would have been like, wait, I have like COVID symptoms. Well,
0: you didn't. You had a cold symptom. There was no difference. And my friend who
1: I was with that weekend said he had a cold and it wasn't COVID. So I thought I had a cold.
0: We forgot to mention he called the next day, said, I have a cold just to let you know. I went and got a PCR test. This isn't one of those Binax now, Walmart, Rite Aid delivery kind of 1299 ass test he went and got a pcr test and passed with flying colors you don't have covid go out into the world and spread your germs okay so then when
1: biden gave everyone two covid tests
0: that was very funny (laughs) because you know how much that must have cost (laughs) that must have cost the government 300 million dollars and what probably half the people tossed them into their closet and never even used them so then we had to cancel then we had to cancel Um, our for our second show in a fucking year. It was our big show too. The first night was great, by the way. We crushed. Tash, you were so funny that night. I must admit,
1: my last set.
0: Your last set ever. Who knows? We're bringing we're bringing couples on stage. We're doing live relationship roasts. You know, I feel bad. I hope we didn't get those people sick. No,
1: because I had a cough, and because I don't trust testing. I did go to the side and use my own mic and the whole
0: I'm sure that the uh,
1: whole show I wasn't sharing a mic with yeah. anybody or even on I was like hanging out beneath the scaffolding. I, I was be- not next to anybody. I believe
0: the CDC says that that's uh, best practices. <laughs> Just stand on scaffolding and you should be fine. So then we had to cancel our second show, which was agonizing for me because I hate canceling things so badly. I hate canceling live stand up. We had our live our endless honeymoon podcast to do. That got canceled. We're very sorry, but we didn't want to infect you. And then then things started to get bad, right? It, was, it wasn't until you tested positive and we canceled the shows that things started to get bad.
1: I test myself and I'm positive And then I think, oh my God, there's a small chance I could not give it to my husband and child. So then I called the hotel yep. and I said, do you have another room? And it was expensive and I didn't want to pay for another room. But then I got you guys a room and you spent the night. So,
0: so we moved out. So Natasha's in this in this really nice hotel room. And our kid, me and our kid, we go to this little ancillary, secondary <laughs> hotel room to spend the night.
1: Well, I had already spread my germs all over the hotel room.
0: To avoid infection, all right? And I'm in that room. I'm thinking, maybe I'm going to fly home, you know? Maybe I'll just fly home. I feel fine. She, my kid's fine. Natasha's in this I mean, this hotel, by the way. I'll tell you about it. This hotel looks like, if you could imagine It's like an old Victorian mansion. Yeah, and so the rooms look like a a place that a that a, a mistress of a of a wealthy family went to go recover from rubella. It's like a sick house. It there's no lights it Every, just
1: felt like that to you. I had all the windows down because I had a bad headache during COVID and I was just like face planted on the bed and couldn't get up.
0: So Natasha's done. She's she's passed out for like 36 hours. But
1: can I say, please, I love that hotel. And if someone said to me, you're going to get COVID, where would you like to get it? I probably would have said that hotel.
0: Yeah. And if someone had said to me, you're going to get COVID, where would you like to get it? I would have said my house or a day's in because that was not a cheap hotel. Okay. Okay. It was not a cheap hotel and we were stuck in Austin, unable to travel in Natasha. Let me just, I won't say how much, Natasha's favorite hotel in America. Just to give you a (laughs) sense of what we're paying per night, it's (laughs) Natasha's favorite hotel in America. So I'm in the other expensive ass room. It's
1: not a secret. It's the Hotel St. Cecilia.
0: I'm in the uh, and that gets interesting too. It's a great hotel. Don't get me wrong. If you're ever in Austin, go ahead, give it a whirl. I would uh, I would recommend avoiding uh, room one and room three for <laughs> the next couple weeks. Oh, because
1: we had to switch rooms. And so, nobody wanted us there.
0: So I'm in the room. Okay, I go to this <laughs> other room. Me and our kid and Natasha's out. She's going to be no help because she's like, S- so you were pretty sick. Yeah, you're right. And and I'm in the room and I'm just like, everything's cool. And you know, we're watching TV. And we go to bed, and all of a sudden, I'm feeling my kid next to me, and she's getting like real hot. Oh and then her heart is kind of like racing, and I'm like, uh, <gasps> I'm like, uh, this isn't, this is she hot? Is she just hot? Or is is it, are we like, we're cuddling, maybe it's that our body temperature, and then she starts kind of babbling a little bit, and it's kind of acting weird, and kind of twitching a little bit, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then... And then I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this ain't good. And then all of a sudden she sits up and she pukes all over me. And I'm like, I have a lot of realizations at once. I'm like, Natasha can't help me. She's dying. Um, (laughs) In room one. In room one. I am not capable as a father to handle this. I just keep saying, oh boy. I'm literally like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I get our kid out of the bed. I put her in the shower um, and... I mean, thank God, our kid has like one of the, these like toddler eating disorders where she'll eat like only four bites of rice in a in a for dinner because um because she the I would just say the vomit wasn't as bad as it could have been, but I'm freak I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. We don't have any medicine because she wasn't sick. I'm by myself. I'm all alone. I don't have you. I don't have. I just don't know what to do. I put her in the shower and and. I call an advice nurse that's the first thing I do and they don't ever call an advice nurse it's
1: so annoying they're always like you should go to the hospital
0: yeah they're always like that could result in death go to the hospital let <laughs> just like okay so I'm like what the hell do I do now to make matters worse I've run out of nicotine pouches okay I don't have my nicotine pouches so I'm like I need drugs you know
1: that's before you found a pusher and someone to in Austin to illegally drive around and get you nicotine.
0: I was getting there. Yeah. I had a great I I hustled myself a, a wonderful man, an assistant even, a good person who was willing to help in trying times. Here's the, here was my saving grace, by the way. I, I well, it was the time difference. My saving grace was the time difference because I was in Texas, so it was two hours. It was like one o'clock in the morning when this all started going down. And I'm like, what do i do i can't get into an uber i'll get the uber driver sick how do i do i call an ambulance do i call 911 what the fuck do i do but i had a friend my friend elisa who is a pediatrician uh, who i texted and she started talking me down and then i uh chelsea peretti reached out to me i was like is everything okay and so i was like between a pediatrician and a mom i was like getting talked down from the ledge i ordered motrin i put her back to bed you know, my pediatrician friend was like, "It's not a big deal. It's just a fever." You know, but I was like, "Now I'm like, oh!" And then she threw up again, and she'd never thrown up before, so she didn't really know what was going on. And we started making like a plan. I'm like, "This is your bucket. This is your puke bucket, and you puke in this." And then she almost made it the second time, and uh, and then that I ordered all this Motrin and Tylenol for kids. And the guy came, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm in dire straits over here. I need some nicotine pouches. I know it's not legal for you to do it, <laughs> but do you think you could be like a ad hoc, um, a freelance Uber Eats driver?" And he's like, "I got you, bro. I love helping people." So he starts do. He went and got me nicotine. Everything started to calm down. She- Her fever came down. We went to bed, right? And then the next day, we just moved back in with you because it was like, "What's the point at this point?" And
1: then it took about one more day for you to start getting symptoms.
0: Yeah, and I was starting to think I was going to pull it out, and I was starting to think, actually...
1: It gets staggered.
0: I I was starting to think I might be immune by, Mm -hmm. like, day three, but but the worst thing that happened was that Natasha told the hotel that we had COVID.
1: (laughs) Well, because I kept calling and asking for, like hot water and then I kept asking for like what's the price for another room I want to send my my husband over to another room and then I was like
0: so then yeah I,
1: I don't know why I in my head I need oh I know why because I also didn't want them to come clean the room or I wanted them to know it's
0: called a do not disturb sign
1: no but we then he told me we had to move hotel rooms so so then I thought I don't want the maids to come clean the room and not know that there could be COVID and not I felt like I had to tell them.
0: That's real. But it was very awkward. And then there's like
1: photos, sh- like wedding photo shoots going on on our balcony. <laughs> and we're just like inside we, coughing.
0: We got a nurse to come give us an IV to get fluids in us. And this woman is walking out from the room next to us <laughs> in her wedding gown. And we're just in our fucking rubella recovery room. Like <coughs> life used to be beautiful for us too, missy. Uh, Everybody was avoiding us. They were very nice, by the way. The hotel did treat us very, very well because we were very... A COVID family is an annoying family. This is what I realize.
1: Yeah, they were nice.
0: Uh, Natasha's testing like like a lot. You know, she's like... She's testing that... The most
1: annoying thing about COVID is that you can have no symptoms. It can be a week later, 10 days later, and you still have this like very, very faint, positive um line but i had noticed that on my binax test (laughs) i was totally in the clear do not have covid and then i tried one of joe biden's tests and i had covid still
0: first of all this is like 12
1: days after
0: so okay in the end in the end natasha how was covid this was the thing that you've spent we've spent
1: yeah but we got omicron
0: but i know but it was covid and this was the thing that we spent two and a half years uh, terrified of. How, how was it?
1: Um, I liked where I was quarantined. So that mm-hmm. helped. Um, you know, it was two really annoying days. But in all honesty, I kind of enjoyed slowing down.
0: Oh, you liked it?
1: <laughs> well, thinking back, I did like um, taking a lot of baths and laying, like just constantly sleeping. I think my body needed it. And then after two days, I was pretty much fine.
0: I forgot to mention. And
1: now I want to like go to movie theaters. We have immunity. I want to take my kid to the grocery store. I want to go to India. I'm just like ready.
0: <laughs> you want to go to the, the grocery store and in India? Yep. I forgot to mention the hardest, the most difficult part of the whole thing for me is when you were really ill, you rebuffed all of my sexual advances. <laughs> I was so horny when I got my positive test.
1: Oh, I just thought of something about you with COVID. I've never heard someone verbally make so much noise from getting chills.
0: I was getting really bad chills.
1: That was like, I've never seen anything like that.
0: You know what? You were like...
1: It was disturbing.
0: You know, actually, that's funny you mention it because...
1: I had no sympathy for it.
0: At that very same time, I noticed something that I had never seen before <laughs> in you. What? I've never seen or imagined a person whose loved one is in the middle of a feverish, um, shivering, can't speak COVID breakdown. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you were trying to talk. And, and their partner is like a cold, emotionless, robotic... I would say it wasn't just that you weren't
1: compassionate. I would, yeah,
0: I would say it wasn't just that you weren't compassionate. You were openly antagonistic toward me for my COVID symptoms. You had the worst bedside manner of any person I've ever seen in any uh, film or TV or real life. It was, thank you. It was truly wild and made me realize that in the long term, I can't really count on you. But. <laughs> But here's my big takeaway from COVID. (laughs) Beside those two nights where I had the chills, you got walloped and you.
1: I didn't get the chills though. I got a headache. Oh, I guess you didn't get a headache.
0: I didn't really get a headache. I think now this is sensitive. And I know that there are disabled people, there are people with comorbidities. There's all the, you know, it's possible to get COVID and have severe stuff even still with Omicron. But for the vast majority of people out there, uh, Omicron. Seems to be like a weird flu. I
1: I didn't, was not as big as a flu.
0: It wasn't as bad as a flu.
1: A flu does not, is not over within three days.
0: And I didn't feel sheer misery. You, did you feel sheer misery?
1: Only when I had a headache.
0: Right. So what I've realized about me.
1: But some people did from Omicron.
0: Right. What I've realized about for me is the biggest inconvenience by far was the quarantine the biggest the worst part of covid was getting it in texas because then we were just stuck there and we had to go from place to place after the hotel we went to an airbnb and we're losing money left and right between lost work and having to pay for a hotel room every night it was an unbelievably expensive weekend i wish that i had gone when andrew and brent got covid i wish i had gone and sucked one of their dicks and just gotten that Omicron back then, and then I would have been, I would have been in how Philly do you last know, weekend.
1: How do you know you would have had 10 days off back then?
0: I did. I didn't have anything going on. I was ready for that cove. So I'm not advocating that. Believe me, I'm not, because you could get it and your results may vary. I wish that I had just infected myself at a time when I had 10 days, because that was not... It really, for me, wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah, it was definitely the quarantine and the waiting to, like... You know, day zero and then it's like you can return to work day eleven.
0: Yeah, well it's day five you can return to work.
1: Right. Which is crazy because some people want the very, very negative the most negative test. And right. sometimes it can take up to 15 days to really test negative. To
0: test negative, negative. Even Na-
1: if you have no symptoms. No,
0: Natasha was chasing negative tests by <laughs> flopping from company to company. She was going, oh, I'm getting positive results on this one. I need those <laughs> Binax tests to get a negative. It's like, no, no, it, it doesn't, you, <laughs> you don't go to the test that gives you the well, negative. I'm just
1: saying after two weeks and no symptoms, I think you're good.
0: So here we are. We have immunity And this is my other big realization. I, And then we
1: have to get to a call, honey.
0: We're going to go. We're not doing calls today.
1: Oh, then we have to like have you stop talking.
0: Okay, here's my other big realization. We got three months of immunity. That brings us to, I believe, August the 1st that our immunity will begin to wane.
1: And our child has it too.
0: Now, what are we supposed to do August 1st? Are we supposed to start cucking out again and, you know, throwing on double masks and shit? I'm thinking to myself, that was so mild. Maybe I just go ham. You know, uh, until I get it again. Maybe come August 1st, I don't make any changes and it's just see what's what up. It's all about
1: what the new variant is like, honey. That's what There's, no, telling no, there's
0: no more variants. You didn't hear that? Oh, my God. No, there's no more variants. Fauci just said it's static now. He did? Nah, he didn't. But I'm thinking to myself, what if I just go? What? Let's go to India until November. See what happens.
1: Well, okay, let's do it.
0: All right. Well, any, any last thoughts, Natasha? It's consumed a lot of your mental energy for the last few months. Like, what do you feel like or the last few years, rather? What do you feel like now that you've had it? It's in your rear view mirror. What are your feelings?
1: Definitely glad that I got it.
0: You're glad you got it.
1: For sure. Cause now I'm like, it, I mean, half of one and not wanting to get is you're like, what if I have the really bad case? But because it was nothing for all three of us, And now we have immunity and I can like have my kid take music lessons and go to the grocery store with me and run errands and come in places. We went we went vintage shopping, you know,
0: COVID listeners. If we got a mild case this time, does that mean we're going to get a mild case next time or could we get a bad case next time?
1: Honey, it just all depends on what's happened. November is like forget a, a variant. I'm talking about away. where we're
0: at now. I'm saying, logically speaking, if it's not a more severe variant, that's obvious. If it's a more severe variant, you could get a more severe case. But I'm saying, like now that I'm young, I'm I'm healthy. I heard actually that it affects men with large penises less, and so that could have helped me. But um, now that I'm you know i know that it wasn't a severe case because that. what you're right part of it was this spooky boogeyman of like what what if i get the bad kind what if i have pre-existing conditions i didn't know about what if i have fibroids in my lungs or whatever but i don't and i was good does that mean next time i get it it's going to be mild again who knows maybe a doctor does do you want to get on with our episode yeah hey tosh Hi, Moosh. Would you say that your stress levels have spiked in the last, mm, I don't know, two and a half years?
1: Uh, Yes, they have.
0: Well, if you're like that, which is to say if you're a human being, Noom Mood is here to guide you to mental wellness and to give you the tools that you need to tackle stress so that you'll feel empowered to take on whatever life throws at you.
1: Learning to manage daily stress and anxious thoughts is something we all want, but many of us don't know even where to begin.
0: Basically, it's an app that gives you tools, tricks, techniques to de-stressify your life. It's backed by science. These lessons are based on psychological principles that teach you about relationships with stress and anxiety.
1: The lessons are also accessible and convenient. Only 10 minutes a day. You can do whenever and wherever.
0: This thing is awesome. We recommend you're stronger than your stress and one size doesn't fit all so you can navigate the program at your own pace and you'll have the support of a coach along the way. Imagine. An app and a coach to help you take the stress out of your life. Stress is gross. You don't deserve it.
1: With New Mood, taking care of your mental wellness is empowering. They'll help you better understand your personal relationship and with stress and anxious thoughts so you can take control, build resilience, and develop coping mechanisms that
0: actually work. All you need is 10 minutes a day, so... Worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your free trial at Noom.com slash honeymoon.
1: That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash honeymoon.
0: Once again, a free trial is waiting for you at Noom.com slash honeymoon.
1: That's N-O-O-M dot com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah.
0: Do you remember when you were tracking your fertility, how confusing it was?
1: Oh, my God. I, I felt very helpless.
0: That's why MonoFertility Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days.
1: You're telling me that I was peeing all over those sticks and like what I'm trying to like date them with a Sharpie and yep. I had them all lined up in the medicine cabinet by like yep. I was trying to figure out when it was it was so hard for me.
0: Well, it doesn't have to be hard for you now. If you're trying to get pregnant, you can get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserves and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what each hormone means. And you could talk one to one with a fertility nurse.
1: Yeah. And also before it's too late, find out how many eggs you have compared yeah. to other women your age. Age.
0: Traditional testing with a doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159. It's that a fraction is a of the price. good
1: price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon, you can get $20 off your test. We
0: just got it down to $139. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility.
1: If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can be Help. Also, maybe you don't think you want to have kids, but you should still know what's up down there.
0: Really? You should?
1: Well, I'm just saying, because if you're like, I'm probably am not going to have kids, but You never know.
0: Right. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when they go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon.
1: That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. I didn't want to have kids till I was 38, I will say.
0: Get $20 off that fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon.
1: Modernfertility.com slash honeymoon.
0: All right, you guys. Sometimes people write in, and they don't feel comfortable enough to go on camera. And we thought for today today's episode while we ramp back up. Oh, th- this is the other thing I wanted to say.
1: Is it about COVID?
0: It's it's not about COVID. Well, I guess tangentially it's about COVID. We realized, because we canceled last week's episode, that we've been doing this podcast for three years, and last week's episode was the first time we ever went dark.
1: And what? it's because we had COVID.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that's a pretty cool streak, isn't it? Really cool. We've never gone dark. We didn't do it. We haven't done a rerun. You know, all these talk shows, they, they do reruns once in a while. We we really did it.
1: And you know what? That's another thing I learned from COVID. I earned it.
0: You earned that COVID?
1: I wanted like, I, I really was feeling after having COVID like a slowing down a little bit. And I liked it. Maybe cause just because I was in Austin or something. But I just felt like... I need a few days where I'm not doing anything.
0: It was kind of nice to be sick in a state where people don't take the virus that seriously. Well, that's
1: why every time we started walking around with our family of masks in Texas, we it did seem like we were the invalids living in room 17.
0: Or or that we were visiting from California. (laughs) That's what somebody told me. I go, do people think we're stupid when we walk around or paranoid? They go, no, they think you're from California. Like, they just know that you're not from here. All right, look, once in a while, people write us and they don't want to be on camera. uh, And we thought that uh, as we ramp back up to regular episodes, instead of taking calls this uh, Mm. evening, we would just read you a couple of the uh, emails from people that want advice but don't want to call in because they're afraid that their voices will be recognized. (coughs) Oh, boy.
1: I just wanted to cough. Anyway, uh, hi, Natasha and Moshe. We don't know if you guys will be willing to seriously discuss this, but my boyfriend and I have decided that this will put an end to this disagreement. So please give us your opinions and let us know who is right. Before was canceled. My boyfriend was an avid listener of his pod. Okay. Then the whole situation went down and everyone found out he was a piece of shit and disrespectful towards women. My boyfriend still listens to him about once a month.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By, By the way, let me just stop there. That's not true. Your boyfriend listens to him regularly, right? And he's lying to you because you are um, probably Ooh, this bothering is him about it. Wait,
1: listen. My boyfriend still listens to him about once a month, and occasionally will quote him.
0: Okay, okay. I've lost. I've. I, I'm on your side now.
1: I think that given what did my boyfriend should just stop consuming all content. I don't really like that he still occasionally supports the content of someone like that. I think it's similar to someone knowing what Donald Trump says about women and then still voting for him. But am I wrong here? Is occasional consumption okay? We need a second opinion.
0: Okay, okay. Interesting. Well, I
1: have a few thoughts. First one is boyfriend. This is your boyfriend. And you have not married this person yet. And if, what does that matter? <clears throat> well, if he <clears throat> is really into someone who she finds unappealing, sexist, gross to her... Um, then and he's that's kind of who he idolizes that might not be the guy for her
0: wait i wait 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 what? she's with someone what if this was her husband it's what's not
1: the, it's her boyfriend well, what's
0: the difference there's no difference
1: she's going to dump him
0: because he listens once a month to a podcast she finds the host of objectionable
1: i just think that if you're not if 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 there's someone objectionable to you and it's like you're partner's hero there's not that much
0: where do you get the impression that this is this person's hero
1: because when you listen to someone's podcast and you quote them it's like they're kind of like you're they're the person who you're no you don't think
0: absolutely not no he's a fan he quotes him he quotes him let me just say this it based on what i know about this person and i'm sorry but i i know we're beeping the name Based on what I know about this person, there is no way that this person is this is her boyfriend's philosophical leader. This is not I would not How say, do you know, because this is not a philosophical human being. This is more of a like uh, I would call it uh, the surface of the surface type of a person. Now, here's I'm on both people's side here. Actually, I think both of these people are wrong. Right. The the girlfriend is wrong. What the f... It's not like voting for someone.
1: I like to have the same enemies as my boyfriend.
0: That's kind of fair, but it's not really enemy, right? It's like you want to have this... She wants her boyfriend to have the same ideology as her. And the ideology is that when there's somebody problematic, you should cease listening to their content altogether. That's kind of what she's saying, Right.
1: Right. I don't necessarily agree with that.
0: But what he's so I'm not on her side that he should uh, if he is listening once a month to a problematic canceled pod person's podcast. I don't think that's that big of a deal. I don't think that's that's I mean, I listen to people's podcasts who have been canceled, too. Like, I don't think that's that big of a deal. What I do think is a little bit obnoxious is this dude clearly knows that she um, dislikes this person finds it triggering and finds it uh sexist and finds it fucked up and he's quoting her uh, quoting him to her that to me feels like you know that feels like like for you, like people you hate. I wouldn't quote them to. You. I'm not like singing Beyonce lyrics at you, or Taylor Swift lyrics at you, oh or President Barack Obama uh, speeches <laughs> at you, or Maya Angelou poems at you, oh or uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, legal briefs at you, or uh, Nelson Mandela's speeches at you, or um, uh, Betty White. Uh, I don't. I don't play Golden Girls episodes for you. Or who? Someone else. Okay, none of those people does Natasha hate, but I think that's the obnoxious part. It's not listening. Why don't you listen, listen to this dude and shut the fuck up? I have a feeling that this dude is listening and being a little bit um, confrontational. Like he's trying to, he's trying to get under her skin a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that to me seems kind of fucked up.
1: Well, it just like I said, it's just all about what your deal breakers are. Like for me, if someone I'm dating and I am a comedian, but if they thought. People were funny that I really didn't like and I thought they were very distasteful, I wouldn't be able to date that person. Personally. Is that true? I mean, yeah, we want to know who the same, we want to like the same people. I have the same like similar taste in like comedians, no?
0: I don't know. I just feel like if I like the. If you love
1: that guy who does puppets in Vegas, Terry Fader. You were like all about Terry (laughs) Fader.
0: What he's offensive to you?
1: No, but I'm just saying. I bet Terry
0: Fader's great.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying. If, if you were like really into like puppets and ventriloquism, you thought it was hilarious.
0: I watched Star Trek. I probably Trek wouldn't have connected the with The next you. generation oh, all yeah. the time. That's true. You hate it. It it. What did you say? It, it dries you up. Um, But I, I'm not in a relationship so that I can share all of the same interests as you.
2: That's
1: kind of a good point. And
0: you like, I don't know what, crushed velvet and like Elizabethan poetry. I don't like that shit either. But if something... I if I was coming to you and being like um and 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 like quoting Star Trek like you know how many dilithium crystals it takes to power a nacelle warp drive <laughs> then you'd be like what are you doing you're trying to why are you trying to piss me off like what are you doing over here you have your interests he has his the part that's obnoxious is the quotes all right so tell him to stop the quotes if you're listening stop the fucking quotes dude go listen to your fucking cool and
1: also listen to something together
0: yeah find a mutual interest but dude <laughs> Stop listening to your like cool like guys podcast and then bringing it to your girlfriend going like you know what he said this weekend he said that uh that sometimes you'll know, uh, chicks 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 think that they're uh, that they're uh, intelligent but actually chicks aren't intelligent you know it's like come on just fucking keep it to yourself have have a little dignity and keep your sexism to as a, a private a private experience
1: All right here's another one. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I have a question that I need advice on. My husband's brother and his wife gifted my husband and I a $100 gift certificate to a nice hotel in their town, Chattanooga, Tennessee. The hotel is boutique and super cute. We went to the hotel bar together last summer and we had a great time. So I think their intentions were really nice. The problem is that after looking into booking a hotel room, we learned that the rooms were 600 and up exclamation point. We live in Atlanta only about two hours away and we can't justify spending $500 or more to stay in Chattanooga. Chattanooga's cute, but not that cute. We just couldn't stay with them for free. Okay. Let me just say really quick, this isn't over yet, but something is going on in America where hotel rooms have just like become extremely expensive. This wasn't the case. This isn't the case in Europe right now. And like, like the like a crappy Hilton Garden Inn is like three hundred dollars.
0: And Natasha's favorite hotel in Austin is not three hundred dollars.
1: I'm just saying something weird is going on. So that's I wonder a-
0: if it has anything to do with the fact that no one stayed in hotels for the past three years.
1: But in Europe, there you can stay at a nice hotel in Europe for like Where? two or three hundred dollars a in night.
0: Ukraine. No, I mean, Western good, Europe. That's a good riff.
1: All right. All right, let me keep going. They, all right, so they, they got this $100 gift ticket. They keep asking us when we're going to come to Chattanooga to stay at the hotel. And we keep saying we're really busy and making excuses. We truly don't know how to tell them that they basically wasted $100 because we don't want to spend $500 of our own money on a gift they gave to us. Also, I'm not sure if they knew how expensive the rooms are when they bought it. Hopefully they did not. Because if they did, they knowingly gifted us a, gifted us a financial burden. How do we tell them that we won't be staying at the hotel? <laughs> or do we keep avoiding the topic until they drop it? I'm worried we might hurt their feelings if we tell them we don't want to spend the money.
0: This is the parents?
1: No, these are the this is the couple. No, oh, who, who gets- are they?
0: Brother and his wife. Okay,
1: let's just go on the basis that they don't know that the rooms are six hundred dollars. That They didn't know. They don't. They don't know. They probably think they're two or three hundred. What rooms should be in Tennessee? Sorry. But
0: also, what a hundred dollars? What do they think that this is a a, a residence in by Marriott? Like a hundred dollars. They know that it didn't cover the hotel room.
1: Now, one thing you could do is the next time you think you're going to go there, you could book a dinner like the hotel $600 a night they probably have a restaurant.
0: I got a great idea. And
1: you can book a dinner there and just tell them you know we ha- we spent it on dinner.
0: I No I got an even better idea. Okay, it's well. your idea plus. Okay. Next time you're going to go to Chattanooga just what Natasha said. Come to town. Make a reservation. Don't tell them where you're staying. Okay. Stay wherever you want. Stay at a cheap place. Tell your brother and his wife hey we'd love to have you come to dinner at the restaurant with the gift card? And why don't you just... You can cover everything above the gift card. And we'll pay for dinner, but you cover everything above the gift card. Absolutely not. And then, and then when they get the bill and it's like $400, you'd be like, bitch, that's why you don't give a $100 gift certificate to a five-star hotel and walk out and end the relationship with your brother.
1: Well... I think that you don't have to be up front and it could embarrass them if you tell them how much the rooms are.
0: It's very Mm. simple.
1: And I think if they ask when you're using it, you can just be like, oh yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And then the next time you go up there, you spend it on a dinner or even just at the bar. You could probably spend $100 with two drinks, but then hold on. And then you tell them um, that... Oh, I lost my train of thought. Want to get it back? Go ahead.
0: But the thing is, they're going to go to Chattanooga the brother's going to be like, wait, why aren't you staying at that one hotel?
1: Oh, and you say they're booked. Sorry.
0: Uh, this is Natasha's philosophy <laughs> in a nutshell. Find a lie. What? All it, you're always finding a lie.
1: That's not a bad lie.
0: It's totally it's a bad lie. i not hurting anybody. It's a, why lie? Why not just go to Chattanooga, stay at the Hilton Garden, and what? What's happening? Oh, our... Laura, our producer, has taken her mask down and is willing to get COVID to risk it, has said that she thinks this is a terrible idea. It's just, all you do is go to Chattanooga, stay at the regular hotel, and when, you, when your brother says, why aren't you staying at that place, you say, oh, we're just going to get a uh, a dinner there instead. That hotel's crazy expensive. I just be honest. It wouldn't cover a room, and we're not trying to spend that much money on a hotel, room, but we had a great dinner there.
1: Okay, well, I just say, I, I like white lies.
0: You just like to lie instead. Um, do you like lying a little bit? Is there some part of you that kind of enjoys finding a lie to get out I of the situation? I enjoy
1: not hurting people's feelings.
0: Don't you feel like a lie will eventually hurt people's feelings more if it gets caught? No. <laughs> hmm. This makes me question a lot of things about our relationship. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear a couple secrets? Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, Tosh. Yum-ish. You know, you ever be just too damn high? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you ever eat like 15 weed cookies and you're like, I'm too damn high.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be stupid enough to do that. But, you know, sometimes I've had one weed cookie and thought that.
0: Well, some people are that stupid. And for those people, there's dad grass. Dad Grass is 100% hemp joints and they just got groovier. And to, they're
1: also organic.
0: To celebrate the 50th anniversary of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album, Dad Grass has partnered with the Harrison Estate to create a special blend of CBD and CBG that you can smoke while you take in a punk show at CBGB's, along with a collection of token accessories called All Things Must Grass. Get it? It's like All Things Must Pass. But it's all things must grass.
1: Their 100% organic pre rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head.
0: All dad grass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S.
1: Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood.
0: So right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon.
1: Go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your first order. That's
0: dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Hey Tosh. Yeah, I noticed you're not wearing a bra tonight and it's really making me sexually aroused. But when you do wear a bra, I'm also sexually aroused.
1: um well the only bra that i will wear is third love
0: you love third love and i gotta say i love you in it it makes me sexually aroused
1: (laughs) i like the 24 7 t-shirt bra it's designed to fit and form to your body because every detail has been made with ultimate comfort in mind see after the pandemic i did not want to wear shoes i did not want to wear a bra Anything I put on my body now has to be super comfortable. It has to feel like a t shirt, has to feel like sweatshirts, Mm. slippers. That's kind of the zone I'm at. But you know, sometimes my nipples. Are showing. So oh, I need to wear bra. Oh, I love that. I
0: love when that happens. <laughs> let me just read to you the different ways in which this is the most comfortable bra you'll ever wear. And listen to how turned on I am. It's got ultra thin memory foam cups that give your boobs everyday comfort and support.
1: Okay, I'll, let me finish these out. All right. They've got luxe straps that never slip, which is very important. And I'm really small, so I'm always changing the straps. I found that that wasn't an issue; that they wouldn't fall down. That happens a lot. And they're so smoothing; it looks invisible no matter what you wear. Now, as you can see, I wear a lot of silk. I wear a lot of like see-through things. I love it. And you know, just having something where it doesn't have any kind of lines is really good. I
0: gotta stop reading this ad because I'm getting so sexually aroused. And
1: the reason why this uh, these bras look so good on me is because they're available in half cups. Mm-hmm. I did not know I was an A in. And a half.
0: Well, tell the folks how you found that out, Tosh.
1: By taking the quiz.
0: What quiz? Third Love has a quiz on their website. It's a super quick quiz, and it'll make a custom-sized bra directly proportionate to your tatays. You gotta do it. They also give back. Every bra you buy, they give one to a woman in need. They're the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S. They rule. Good bras, good people, good cause.
1: Bras made by women. For women to fit, feel, and look great, feeling is believing. Give your boobs the twenty-four-seven comfort and support they deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get twenty percent off your first order at ThirdLove.com/honeymoon.
0: That's twenty percent off at ThirdLove.com/honeymoon.
3: Hey, Mosha, Natasha, second time secret lever. So my secret today is actually about you, Mosha. Huge fan. Live in New York. Was so stoked to see you on Monday, except I had other plans that I couldn't get out of. So when I heard that you had COVID, I actually felt really good that I wasn't missing anything. And that made me feel like a shitty person. But um hope you come back to New York COVID-free one day soon. And sorry that I uh, wished this uh, evil upon you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. I like it. Yeah,
0: I, to be honest, I kind of like it. I was like glad
1: it. you got COVID, too. Wait,
0: why? No, I'm just kidding. Were you a little bit? I was, you must have been because no, I was suffering with you. You know
1: why I was mad? Because like you were waiting on me, and then I felt like, okay, now I'm going to have to wait on you for three days.
0: Well, you know what? You could tell.
1: Well, because I thought you were like, you were kind of like amping it up a little bit, so I would wait on you more.
0: Wow, that is the most cynical read on my care well, for you, you.
1: When you were like doing those, those um, shakes.
0: What shit? When should? you had
1: the shakes in the middle of the night and you were talking, it seemed like you were playing it like a, like you were in a sketch.
0: You're a bitch. <laughs> that is so crazy. You think I was making that up?
1: No, I, th- I thought you
0: what were like- What the fuck is wrong with turning you? Turning it
1: up a little bit.
0: Turning it up? Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, that was just my first instinct, but I'm cynical
0: yeah yeah well listen the fact that you didn't like me waiting on you because you knew you'd have to wait on me i wouldn't worry about that because when it came time for you to wait on me <laughs> you weren't cool about it is that true yeah. i
1: did no i brought you water no, you I, did i put the table next to you, you i made you tea you did you did you did i woke up in the middle of the night and drew you a bath you did what more do you want boy
0: a uh, bedside manner <laughs> being being cool about it <laughs>
1: I went through the motions.
0: Yeah, but you didn't though. The motions would have been pretending that you were cool with it.
1: I was cool with it. Uh huh. I mean, how cool do you want me to act at four in the morning when I'm drawing you a bath?
0: Sweet and compassionate. Hey, what's up? No, like this. Are you okay, honey? I said that. Yeah, but it was more like, "Are you okay, honey?" kind of a thing.
1: (laughs) It was. It was hard.
0: Yeah, I could tell it was hard for you. Did it seem like that? when I was I, still
1: kind of sick. Did it why. seem like
0: that for me when I was helping you?
1: No, it's because I wait, was Wait, I have sick. a question. Did it seem like that? No, but you weren't no. sick. You weren't no. sick yet.
0: No, I was being very sweet.
1: When you were waiting on me, you weren't sick. When I was waiting you, on you, you're I talking was in sick. that
0: way that people talk when they think they've got a good point <laughs> that'll get them out of an argument that they'll win. I, I know that. I know that timber <laughs> in the voice. Okay, let's play another secret. Oh, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm Sorry. Sorry. I forgive this person because I get it. Fear of missing out.
1: Mm. You know? Oh, yes. This is so familiar.
0: Yeah. It's like, that's great. I, I'm, I'm actually glad that you were glad that I had COVID because you were upset about missing out on a show for me. We will be back. Maybe me and Natasha, maybe you and I can go do um, the Bell House someday again. Sure. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Just talk to my agents and my lawyer. <laughs> no, no. I'll put you in touch with them. They're great people.
0: Okay. Sounds good. They want to work with you. <laughs> that's great to hear on alright next secret
3: hi Natasha i on Moshe my secret is that while I love my boyfriend very much he recently started working from home which I hate because I like working from home without him but that means he showers less, and yeah, my secret is that he's been noticing that I won't go down on him and he's mentioned it a few times like oh I miss when he used to do this oh he used to do this and my secret is is that because of fucking ball smell but I guess the real secret is, is that like I want him to continue not showering as often so I don't have to suck his dick as often so I lie to him and I tell him oh I don't even notice but I fucking notice <laughs> it's fucking gross and it smells bad so I wish like he will never find that out because it's a good
1: way for me to do out without having to do it is often anyway goodbye so she doesn't want him to clean himself more so she doesn't have to go down on him more
0: yeah there's a lo- a <laughs> lot of layers of problems here <laughs> what is like what you don't want you don't want to go down on him
1: you, yeah who would who would ever not want to go down on a man
0: who would ever not want to go down on their partner yeah great question
1: well I'm just saying sometimes you're not in the mood
0: well, this this doesn't seem like she's saying sometimes i'm not in the mood this seems like she's saying i would like him to putrefy his body so that i have a, a a justifiable excuse to never have to put my mouth on him
1: yeah and uh it seems like the work from home
0: red flag
1: is kind of making you lose your desire for him and um that's another red flag
0: red flag areno i would say um you both should probably break up and for different reasons you because you clearly don't like him that much, and him, because he's with a partner that finds going down on him to be a chore. To me, that's a...
1: All right, well, I think we need a palate cleanser. Let's hear one more.
0: She needs a palate cleanser.
1: Hey,
3: Mr. and Mrs. Leggero. I'm oh, calling fuck you. to tell a deep, dark secret. I don't really care for my in-laws. They're kind of MAGA people, and I just... We don't really see eye to eye. And so it's no surprise that her tasting clothes for my girls is very different from mine. So every toy and outfit she gives me, I just donate to a local uh, like immigration place. (laughs) They help out. I can't even think right now. They help out immigration families, and I just know they would freak out that all of their Jessica Simpson brand clothes were going to immigrants. Anyway, makes me feel good. And my husband doesn't even
1: notice because he's a man.
0: I love, I love a good deed, or a, a, a good deed done with bad intentions.
1: <laughs> what are her, why are her intentions bad? She doesn't want those ugly clothes at her house.
0: Because partially she's, do, she's not, here's a good deed. Every month I give $500 to an immigration um, organization because I care about immigration Here's a good deed done with bad intentions. Every month I give my in-laws clothing that they donate that they gave my kid directly there, and I get a sick thrill out of it because not only am I helping an organization I care about, but I'm doing it by doing a silent fuck you to my in-laws. I
1: have to say most presents people give you who aren't your like good friends Crap. suck. It's, oh, awful. The worst. The clothes are ugly. The everything's the the, cho- the chocolate's gross. Old the,
0: people don't know how to shop for kids. They the, think the kid should be the... Yeah. Should, it's child should be the fashion. It's like, no. Dress. Didn't
1: my dad get her that plastic toy that takes up... There's two it's things It's like in, a
0: dance dance revolution situation. That,
1: and then my mom got a fold-out...
0: FAO Schwartz keyboard.
1: Yeah, so it's like the whole room is A-la just big. full of like these big annoying electronic You know what? I'm going to donate those to immigrants.
0: But that won't you know i don't do it because you think it'll piss them off cuz it won't. And then you know what's fucked up about that? Hmm. Then you're just putting a room-sized piano in the hands of some poor immigrant family who it's not like the mom is going to be not uh, annoyed because she's an immigrant. Now she's got to deal with immigration situation and being annoyed by her kids stomping on keys.
1: Well, what I try to do, which no one listens to, and I don't know how to be taken more seriously, is please, I don't need any more stuff. Please don't send me anything. Please don't send me any cookies. Please don't send me more Have clothes. you really told your parents please? that? Yes. I tell my parents that. I put it on my invitations for the birthday parties. Please don't bring anything. We don't want more stuff. You
0: might have to get more serious about it, Natasha.
1: I really don't want more stuff. And every time someone gives you a present for a baby, it's got 90 pieces to it.
0: You you might have to get more serious about it. You might have to say to everybody that gives you the stuff, just so you know, when you give me that, I throw it in the garbage. (laughs) It's going straight into the trash. So it's up to you. You can send it, but I'm going to throw it immediately away. Um, how about another secret?
2: Hello, uh, this is a secret for Moshe and Natasha. This happened actually in the last week, but I really don't think any of my female friends will enjoy hearing it, and I needed to get it off my chest. What's so up? Um, I don't typically hook up with people. That's not my vibe, but I was maybe just a little lonely and tipsy or had a burst of serotonin or something. I don't know. But I go to this guy's house, immediately start making out, fooling around with him, and I like eat his ass for like a solid hour he's clearly <laughs> super into it and i find it really hot um eventually gets really late and i go home but the next day i kind of like internet stock research him he used to have a wife and has like a grown child that's not a big deal but then i see that he has a master's of divinity degree from a really like prestigious um religious school yes and this made me so happy I would say as far as giddy, I'm extremely and like deeply atheist to my core. Uh, I guess you could call me sacrilegious, really, (laughs) the kind of person that wears kind of like those scary death metal demon shirts. Uh, It absolutely thrilled me to my core that I got to do a cardinal sin on this man, um, especially because he was an underordained pastor. So I think it was one of my finest moments. Anyways, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're hilarious. Love the show.
0: That's why they have that old saying, you know? Mm. Uh, There's no ass as delicious as divinity ass. You never heard that? No, honey, I haven't. You know, this dude needs to hang out with that girl from the, from the uh, blowjob shower secret. This, this guy could show her a thing or two about appreciating um, uh, the, the beauties of oral sex. He ate this pastor's ass for one hour. And yeah, but
1: she's talking about her boyfriend that she sees every day. She's a little sick of sucking his dick as opposed to like, that this is bad. one night. This that is, is a one bad. night stand.
0: That is bad. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm talking about fucking my wife. I'm a little bit tired of fucking her. You know, it's like, uh, that's bad.
1: You think you should never be tired of fucking your partner?
0: I think if you are tired of fucking your partner, that should be, that's a bit of an issue. Would you not say so? I don't know. Are you tired? Are you? This is your way of telling me you're tired of fucking (laughs) me. I'm just
1: saying I can relate to a woman. Say the word. Say
0: the word.
1: I I can relate to. I'm just saying they're not the same thing. I can pre-start. I can pre-start
0: my Tesla from here, have it ready to go at the end of this podcast, and I'll be on my way to the final booty call before I got married. I'm sure she's still around. You just say the word.
1: All right, honey. Well, don't do it yet.
0: Okay. So you still like fucking me?
1: Yeah, but I wasn't even saying that.
0: Nice, dude, thank you. I
1: was saying that those are two separate, those are two different situations. A girl who's tired of going down on her boyfriend who's forgotten to take showers and working from home is different than like a hot one night stand with someone you never talk to again. I was
0: just connecting them for comedic effect. I see. You know, because that guy was talking about oral sex and the other girl was.
1: I hear you. All right, well, I think that we need to wrap it up.
0: Okay, hon. Well, I'm glad to see that COVID has brought a sunshiny disposition to you. And this podcast has been brought to you by the Pfizer vaccine. The <laughs> Pfizer vaccine. It's the best vaccine. It won't give your kids any autoimmune disorders. It's perfectly safe and will... Nevertheless, you'll probably catch COVID.
1: So if you have a secret, give us a call at 213-222-8608. Or if you want to ask us a question, pod at Gmail. You can also stalk us on Instagram, YouTube, and get us on Apple or wherever you get podcasts.
0: You know, there was something that I realized when you were ill, though, is that I was like, if something bad happened to that lady, I would just be just devastated.
1: I know you said that it made me feel bad for you. I'm just kidding, but I remember. It. <laughs> I need to get I a thought backup. it was sweet. I
0: need to get a backup plan stat. <laughs> I thought it was. Here's sweet. the good news: we didn't sign a prenup, so I'm getting at least half of everything.
1: Honey, I I really felt that, and that you did such a good job of taking care of our yeah. kid when she was sick, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. um, it was. I'm glad we got through it. It made me feel closer to you.
0: When she puked, though, I was a little bit like, "Are you doing a sketch? Seems like you're kind of overdoing it with the puking."
1: I would not have thought that with her. I just had never heard someone vis- audibly shiver talking.
0: It was, I was, I had the chills. I know, remember. I had the fucking chills. But you know
1: how sometimes, I'm not you saying you. didn't look you. that hot
0: either during your fucking convalescing.
1: I'm not saying you, but you think, you sometimes. You think you were
0: cutting a beautiful swath over there as you laid there on your fainting couch?
1: I had a face plant going on for like
0: two Yeah, you didn't move. And I was real nice bringing you ginger and things like that.
1: Well, I will just say...
0: You almost infected my parents.
1: I didn't invite them over to our... Ho- you're the one who invited our you're parents the one, you're, to our hotel You're room. the
0: one who had COVID.
1: I didn't know I You're the one COVID. who had COVID.
0: You had COVID. You know how like sometimes... I didn't. You did. Then I did.
1: Men do that thing. Our daughter does it too, where you like kind of hurt yourself, but you're like, ow!
0: Mm-hmm. Like, That's what you thought the shivers was? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. It's so good that you went into comedy and acting. <laughs> Because if you had gone into anything to do with people,
1: you're like,
0: you're like an actual, like a monster, like a non-human monster. I'm just
1: saying it seemed like you were playing an SNL character.
0: Well, anyway, there's only Listen, one. Listen,
1: being sick is no one's got the best of you.
0: No, but it's nice to have a partner that will take care of you with a smile on his face. And that's something that you know and I don't. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's been real and we will see you next week for another episode of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. And Natasha, despite your personality disorder... Let me
1: say it first. Yeah? I love you.
0: I love you too.